1: This is the podcast from Secret Golf. It's our tour report this week for the American Express. Hello, I'm Diane Knox-Bayless and I'll be joined by Steve Elkington in just a wee while. So the PGA Tour has been in Hawaii for the past two weeks, back to mainland US for the start of the West Coast swing with the American Express. Now, today on the podcast, we're going to go through the format of this tournament. We're also going to look at the field and give you our top picks. We've been doing All right. I've been doing alright. I picked Cam Smith to win the Century Tournament of Champions. Last week, one of my picks, Keith Mitchell, finished in a tie for seventh. Cody Connors was my outright favourite, and he finished just outside the top ten. So that was okay. I was quite happy with those results. Um, we're gonna talk about the incredible victory by Hideki Matsuyama over Russell Henley on the first playoff hole. Have you ever seen a three-wood like it. That is going to be on his highlight reel forever. It was an amazing shot! So the SG Tour Golf Gaming App is up and running this week for the Amex, and you can play along. We'll talk about it on the podcast a little bit later on. But all you have to do, if you haven't already, is download the SG Tour app from the App Store. Then you create your account, link it up with your PayPal or whatever, and pick your four-ball team. So the full field is divided into four tiers based on official world golf ranking, and you pick one from each tier, and then the low aggregate score is well what could win you money Elk's got two games open a $10 game and a $25 game so you can play along and um, when I talk to him I'll save it for a little bit later on but you can hear how I did last week on the app it's quite proud of myself anyway um welcome Steve Elkington because this tournament it's it's definitely one that we love to talk about
0: yes indeed Diane I played this tournament many years I love going out to the desert in fact a lot of times I started my year in the desert just because I didn't want to go. Unless I was in that tournament of champions, I would sort of be cold here in Houston and, and then stay cold, stay cold and go to Palm Springs, stay cold and play on the West Coast as opposed to going out and getting all warmed up in Hawaii. But I really enjoyed Hawaii last week, Diane. Um, Hideki Masayama hit another incredible three-wood shot on the, on the playoff hold to make eagle. He did it at the Zozo. I mean, these are two just like highlight real three-woods to win these tournaments.
1: That shot on the the first playoff hole, as you say, the only playoff hole, was unbelievable. And, I mean, he teed off second, Henley hit it in the bunker, so Hideki dropping down a hybrid on the tee, and then, as you say, three-wood and holding the putt for Eagle. It was, I mean... To me, you watch Hideki win, it's always a fantastic victory. His caddy was literally jumping up and down with joy. But you have to feel bad for Henley because it's another week where he couldn't close it out.
0: Yeah, it was two observations I had on that, Diane. Henley played a great front nine. He had a five-shot lead. Um, Masayama made a birdie at 10 and got the honour. And then on the 11th hole, path three, uh, hit his ball about 10 feet from the hole. And I I turned to my son, Sam, and I said... Henley cannot watch that. He's got to hit this ball 30 feet to the right, and he has got to make three on this hole and walk away here at least with a three-shot lead with, you know, seven holes to go. And he pulled that six iron and he made bogey and it became a two-shot game. And, you know, anything happens at the end of a tournament, as you know. Um, Matsuyama had the crowd. You know, he had uh, Sony sponsored. A lot of Japanese uh, fans are in Hawaii this time of year enjoying the weather. Can you, can you imagine uh, being a Japanese player, Diane, the three biggest tournaments that they could string together if it wasn't majors would be the Masters, the Zozo, and the Hawaiian Open sponsored by Sony would yes. be the three biggest tournaments a Japanese player could probably ever win.
1: Ever. And,
0: uh, and Hideki holds all three simultaneously.
1: Mm-hmm. It really is amazing. And the difference that we saw over the weekend was his putting. We know he's just a premium ball striker and he was hitting darts, but making those putts too and making long putts, his his putter, we saw something special from him over the weekend. And it's going to be great to see that continue in the run-up to Augusta where he's going to be defending champion.
0: Yeah. He, you know, he... One, you had one player... Uh, Russell Henley, who I don't want to say he was holding on on the back nine because he still played 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 very strongly. I think he still shot six under for the day. It's just Matsuyama's current major winner, Zozo, just had a lot more confidence, it appeared, even though he left a few putts. You know, he almost birdied uh, 14, he almost birdied 7, 16. I mean, Matsuyama had tons of chances. As you say, he is putting, I think he led the tour last week in putting um, which is pretty frightening for the field if, if he gets to be you know number one in putting
1: exactly Well, we had um, a lot of low scoring, as you'd expect, and we're going to see a lot of birdies this week as well with the American Express. Now, the format was slightly different last year because everyone was still, I say, recovering from COVID. But kind of getting through the pandemic this year, it's back to normal where we have three courses, the stadium course, the Nicholas course at PGA West and then La Quinta Country Club. And there's the pro-am element too, where each group's going to have an amateur playing Thursday, Friday and Saturday. Final round played on the stadium course. What do you think about a week like this?
0: I I think it's a low-key week. I mean, I know a couple of my friends, Jason Duffner and Pat Perez, starting their years here. Both of them have won this tournament. Um, Both of them, you know, sometimes, you know, playing in a pro-am, Takes the pressure off the young guys because they're, they're not standing side by side with the pros. They're playing with an amateur. It's almost like sort of, you know, sort of low key. I mean, the whole the whole Palm Springs vibe, Diane. I, funny enough, was one that was my first tour event in like 1987. I went through the tour school, Diane, at the PGA Stadium Course, the one that they're hosting the final round on this year. And I, I, I need to tell you this because I'm way older than you. I played that course back then with Woods and a lot of balls and did. that course was so frightening in fact when I got my t- when I got my card on my birthday in 1986 the 8th of December the first tournament the next the next season was back there the Bob Hope Classic okay. and you know what I did
1: you won I it I skipped
0: it no I, <laughs> sk- I, I skipped it I said I am not going back it was the most difficult course I mean we've we've we about the Alcatraz which is the 17th hole we famously saw Lee Trevino hole uh, in the Skins Games one year with Jack Nicholas, Tom Watson. Uh, very intimidating course. But now, Diane, we have a uh, different set of equipment. The courses aren't as tough. And this this is as close as it gets to playing golf indoors. I mean, these are totally overseated courses, different set of greens than we saw at the last two weeks. This is a birdie fest. I did look at the forecast. there might be some 15 to 20 mile hour winds on the weekend, which will be something to watch. But uh, same old story, Diane. A lot of top players are, are skipping this event, but we've mm-hmm. got a handful at the top of the very best playing this week.
1: Yeah, there really are some premium names in the field this week. Last year, it was Siwoo Kim who came out victorious. He beat Patrick Cantlay by one shot. In 2020, we celebrated that year because it was Secret Golf's Andrew Landry who won. He was a real long shot heading into the week at 200 to 1. And uh, I don't think this is going to be the last time that we mention Andrew Landry on the show today. 2019, it was Adam Long. And then 2018, for John Ram now we saw John Ram play the century tournament of champions and almost got it done there he's back in the field this week and well Elk you had said you'd heard that Ram's preparation right now really is geared towards the masters that's what he wants to do this year but when you're preparing for the uh, most elite tournament of the season your game has got to be in tip-top shape
0: Ram reminds me, Diane, of you know a guy like Greg Norman uh, when he was number one in the world. When he would come to a golf tournament, he was so focused, so tuned in, ready to go. And it's really hard for me not to pick Ram, and I, I don't even mind saying it right now. He'll be he'll be my favorite this week just because of a couple of reasons. One, you know, he he's so intense on the golf course right now, and he's but you know not even arguably he's the best driver of the golf ball uh, out on tour. He plays that little power fade. He has a relatively short swing, very powerful. Um, the only thing that stopped him from not winning Kapalua was just the hottest putter on earth by Cameron Smith that beat him by one stroke, and Rahm himself broke a all-time tour record in scoring. So, you know, Rahm's a very, you know, like a very focused player right now. So is Cantley. So is Finnau, So is Ricky. Some of these names I'm looking down there. So is Connor. So mm-hmm. is Abraham Answer. But I cannot, Diane, put anyone above. Uh, Ram this week is just you know he's, he's had success and he's won it he's been right there a number of times so this sets up, sets up really good for him
1: well what we're going to do we're going to each pick our outright favourite to win then we have one to watch and a dark horse so we're getting right into it Ram is your outright favourite and I don't think you're going to be the only one that's looking at him this week his odds right now are 13 to 2
0: yeah You know, it's not great value, but it's a really good anchor on Mm -hmm. your team. Whatever, whatever. you know, if you're playing SG Tour or you're playing whatever, he's a very good anchor. He's going to be in the game. He's going to be around the league. (laughs) Same thing could be said for Cantlay. Uh, Same thing could also be said for Connors. Ricky Fowler, I think, Diane, I'm looking at his last three events, you know, third, 46th, 40th. Is Ricky going to turn all this around? Yeah. Uh, Abraham Answer, I like a lot. Like. Patrick Reed started this tournament when he won a few years back in 63, 63, 63, 27 under through three days. So um,
1: Yeah, he holds the 72-hole scoring record for this tournament.
0: So what 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 are you what you know what do you need to play well in the desert? Because almost anyone can play well in the desert, Diane, but you need basically a good, you know, a good when I, when I think of um, some of the guys that won at this tournament, you know, forget the long hitters for a second. Tom Kite, I think, had the, had the record for, um, you know, low scoring at this event, 30-something under way back. Uh, you know, medium-range hitter. Um, Mike Weir, I remember him winning this tournament, same thing, when yeah. he went on and won the Masters that year. Medium-range hitter, straight hitter, good, good chipper, but super putter. And... I hate to keep saying it, but putting has dominated the last two weeks on tour, Diane, um, for wins. And this is another one. You're going to have to, you know, you're going to have to be five, six under a day to keep pace in this tournament.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, John Ram is plus 650 and my pick for outright winner is plus 3000. So a good bit higher. And... You're going to like my pick. I know that for sure. But my outright favourite this week, I'm going with Matthew Wolf. Now, a lot of it is, um, you know, we want Wolf to to do well. He went through a lot on and off the course last year. So, you know, he's kind of got the backing of a lot of golf fans. However, when you see him play at the end of 2021 at the start of this season I mean he just hit the ground running he finished 17th or better in all four starts so far this season he had that runner-up finish at the Shriners Open and I mean we know what his ball striking is like we know how far he can hit the ball but when the scoring is going to be low, looking at birdie average, he's 11th on the PGA Tour in birdie average right now. So he knows how to go low. We've seen it. We've seen him contend at majors. I think this is going to be a big year for him to really make that climb back up the rankings and maybe think about that President's Cup team at the end of the year. So my pick this week is Matthew Wolf.
0: That's a good pick, Diane. Thank Wolf. you. As you as you said, you know the only the only knock on Wolf is that you know is he as you said already he's been a little disjointed with himself and his swing and maybe his mental attitude and he can't quite tell if he's switched on or off. I mean, there's no doubt when you talk about someone like John Rahm, where you know you know what's the motivation, etc. Wolf, this is his first week out, so um, you know the like I said the only miniature knock on Wolf as he hits it so far with his irons. Can he play these little short courses and get the pin high golf like so someone like Rahm or Canlay mm-hmm. and Connor, some of these guys that are really good at hitting the irons, you know, pin high all day long. So no, it'd be it'd be great to see him out. I've seen him on Instagram working with George Gankus, his coach. It's always interesting to watch his swing. He's got so much backswing uh, back swing, uh up in the air and then he's got all this whip that comes through it and he just smashes it and it's really a unique swing to look at
1: Mm -hmm. okay then so moving on to our ones to watch guys with higher odds that are further down the field and down our ranking you can go first then because i am dying to hear who you're going to pick
0: well i'm still diane watching andrew landry
1: okay who
0: for some reason, you know, he's a Texas guy. Wouldn't I like to pick, normally I like to pick guys at the Palm Springs event that sort of live in the desert that are used to sort of these, looking down these narrow desert holes where they've got to keep it in play and they're used to it. You know, guys like Rahm, like Finnell, these these type of players. But for some reason, Andrew Landry, he's won this tournament. I think he's finished third before. This combination of these three courses really suits him. I cannot go away from picking Landry because I look down the field and I've just, you know, do I go with people that have been playing good recently, putting good recently, or do I go with guys that just continually play good on this tournament, this mm-hmm. venue? So I'm going to text with him today to get the full lowdown on how he's feeling, but I'm, I'm already picking him. I'm going with Andrew Landry. as okay. my one to watch this week, Diane.
1: And uh, what are his odds?
0: let's
1: see oh I found him he is 110 to 1 so plus 11,000 and the year that he won here he was 200 to 1 so he was a real long shot and um, yeah we're not going to get those odds on him again after the way that he's played around this course are these three courses
0: no that's right and and I got a I got a feeling I already know who you're going to be watching this week which Um, was my pick
1: well I I Who I think you're talking about, I'm going to save for my dark horse because my one to watch is plus 9,000 this week. And I'm picking him, yeah, really based on how he played last week, especially on Sunday, but also looking at how he's played here before at this tournament and his fall season. Michael Thompson is going to be my guy. Did you see his beard that he is rocking? He looks like a completely different man.
0: See, now you've thrown in another another element into the equation. It's normally marriage or it's normally <laughs> he's got this. But now, we've, we're now, now we're throwing facial hair in.
1: There. Yeah, I, like I think it's like Michael. giving him maybe a whole new lease of life. But Michael Thompson just finished in a tie for fifth at the Sony Open. He shot a 63 on Sunday. He was playing so good on Sunday. He just ran out of holes. But he has had two top tens here before in the last couple of years finished in a tie for fifth last year at the American Express. He has made the cut in all the events that he played in the fall season. And looking at his stats from last week, I mean, he was eighth in putting, sixth tee to green, third in scrambling. These are all just phenomenal numbers. And I think that is gonna continue for Michael Thompson and at plus 9,000, those are good odds on these courses.
0: You're saying he just didn't get cranked up quick enough in exactly. the beginning of the week, and he ran out of holes. But yeah, his last three starts, Diane, as you noted, fifteenth, forty uh, seventh, and would you say sixth, fifth last week? Yeah, he's he's just on a roll. It's a great pick. Um, you know, when we when we when you get into the beginning of the year and you play a course like Palm Springs, like I said earlier, it's almost anyone can have a great round in Palm Springs because it's as close as you get to playing indoors. I mean, it's just perfect weather, 75 degrees, no wind, basically. Holes are easy. Every fourth hole is a par five that almost every player in this field can reach in two. So, you know, par is 68, 67 for all these guys. But when you start to put the numbers together, what you just said there, you yes, you, he might come out of the gate um, slow, but – as 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 the accumulation over the course of the week, these stats that you just said, Diane—the putting, the driving straight, the good experiences they already had on tour—I mean, all that is, yeah, you got to you got to weigh it all, and you've you've made a good pick.
1: Okay, great. My
0: my picks this week. My picks this week aren't as hot as yours. I could have I could have gone your way and just gone hot like you did, but hey, I'm I'm going a little wider.
1: Well, I'm just gonna take a little side note here. And say that last week on the SG Tour golf gaming app, I played in your two games, your $25 game and your $10 game, and I finished second and third. So I am on a roll right now. And I can't believe that one of the guys who let me down by missing the cut was Matt Jones. And I just did not think that was going to happen. But... The rest of my teams performed well and I took home some money. So I was feeling very happy and I feel quite confident that I'm on a good stretch after picking Cam Smith to win. At the Century Tournament of Champions as well, so I'm just yeah. I'm your, continuing. your
0: handicapping is 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 getting pretty scary.
1: Thank you. Considering
0: that you add in things like you know <laughs> marriages and, and facial hair, I mean this is this is deep this is deep research. I mean yes. it's it's serious deep research.
1: Listen, you know these are all the intangible factors, Elk. You always talk about how important they are, so I'm just taking it one step further.
0: Exactly. Now, I know that we're going to talk a little bit more here coming up, but what about your brother last week? He came in strong. text with him after the golf uh, last week when he shot a really low round on Sunday. Yeah. I think he won $227,000, Diane. Does any, does any of that – is there any Christmas bonus slide over to his – Oldest sister ever? Oh,
1: no. I mean, to be fair to him, he got me. um He always says that he's the worst at buying gifts, and like, God, I don't care about that. But he got me a really lovely bright pink cashmere scarf and gloves. So when I was in New York a few weeks ago, I actually got to wear them. And I said to him, Good thing I was going to New York because I don't know when I'm going to get to wear this in Florida again for the rest of the year. But bless him. He's, um, well, I'm going to see him again for the waste management Phoenix Open. I'm going to head out there. But I mean, I. I can talk about Russell and his T7 finish because he is my dark horse pick this week and I am picking him because he is plus 10,000. So he is in my 100 to 1 bracket for the dark horse and I have many reasons. The first one being how he played last week and I mean it's no secret and you know yeah cool I'm gonna know it better than most but he hasn't been happy with his performances over the past couple of years so he really wanted to hit the ground running in 2022 and he did that with his first tournament being the Sony Open he's played well here before I mean he's had two top 20 finishes um you know kind of middle of the field as well. But there are some factors. Number one, he's done something to fix his putting. <laughs> and we, you and I were texting about this. Um, I, I said to you, I noticed that he's standing way more upright and his stance is narrower over the ball. Would you agree?
0: I do. And I, I, I noticed it when you noticed it, and it was good. Um, you know, I was going to go with this guy that you know, took his bus and went out to Palm Springs and parked his bus in one of these bus bus parks and practiced in Palm Springs for like two weeks before he went off to uh, Hawaii and mm-hmm. uh, and then come back to Palm Springs where he has his bus, he has all these things he likes at home, sitting right in his bus, and then he would go on to play San Diego and Phoenix and Pebble Beach. And that was your brother. You yeah. stole your brother away from me
1: this this
0: time because <laughs> I'm looking at his stats, he reminds me of a sort of a – Doesn't look like Tom Kite, but he has the same game, very controlled game off the tee. We we talked about last week how a lot of dog legs at uh, Sony. uh, Russell Henley played that sort of style of golf really well. We saw Tadeki Masayama cut a few corners, laid up a few times. So it was a real dog legs came into play last week. But this course, with your brother in form, last three events, I'm looking at 90th, 40th, 7th. I mean, the guy's just trending in the right direction. But... Spent a fair bit of time out in the desert. It's very hard for me. I'll probably say it right now. I'll have him on one of my teams this week on SG2, and no doubt about it, I think he's coming in as a C uh, this week.
1: And he has a new caddy on the bag. He actually lives in Houston. Matt Hauser is his name, um, and they first started working together just at the very end of last year. So you know they they have a good dynamic. He's said that he's really happy. He uh, Matt carried for JJ Henry for a really long time. I think like eleven years. So yeah. he's um, a very experienced caddy. Russell's feeling good about the kind of energy, which was something that he really wanted to up on the course. And as you say, he's, he actually he bought a place in um, Palm Springs, so he's been out there the day after Christmas he flew out. So I am feeling good and optimistic, as always, for Russell <laughs> at plus 10,000 this week. He's my dark horse.
0: Yeah, and to go on that style of play, you know, when you think about Russell Knox, how the style he plays, as you have noted, Andrew Landry... I spoke of Pat Perez and Jason Duffner all have won this tournament. They're all very similar style games. You know, Perez, Duffner, straight hitters, putt really well. Duffner, not not as much now as he did a few years back, but he's been out there for a good week and a half getting his game ready, says things are feeling good for him. Landry, sort of a a precise player. You know, the only really thing you have to do at Palm Springs is you've got to negotiate sort of some of these sort of tricky paths. We talked about the – uh, Alcatraz hole where it's an island green on 17th at Stadium but there's other par threes that have water down the left and right and those are the holes you sort of got to you know navigate your way through so you can capitalize on the good shots when you get to the par fives and so on and you know you're always thinking about three or four under per nine is what you're trying to do to keep it going I mean you you absolutely got to keep your foot down all the way but starting to for people that are thinking about this week playing their games anchoring their teams with one of the big whales at the top can't Cantlay Rahm, Finnow, you know, all these type of players. But as you look down the list, Diane, the model to me, the Palm Springs model is this sort of medium range, accurate, good putter type player.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay then, well, I'm dying to hear who your dark horse pick is.
0: Well, I had lunch with this guy at the Colonial last year, Matthew Neesmith, who is a very, very good striker. He sort of he's 140 to one, Diane don't really have any statistics across the board to um, show off for you on this guy. However, he's been out on tour long enough. He's, he's one of the best iron players out there, period. There's, everybody tells me that, and I've seen it with my own eyes. So sometimes Diane, when you start to feel the footsteps of other good young players coming up, this is about his third year on tour. It's time for someone to do something. Now, Neesmith sort of—I don't want to say—he's wallowed around in the sort of roundabout trying to keep his card. But if you're that good, of, if you're that good of an iron player, show mm-hmm. me. Okay. And I'm just putting all my chips in this week on a guy that because I look down this list, I can't find a lot of green on this board. By the way, we'll be putting this all this data that we have this week in the app, Diane. So anyone that is playing with us, they'll be able to go in today and start looking at the data themselves. Uh, but I'm going with Matthew Neesmith. Okay. my dark horse.
1: As you say, really trending in the right direction, which is good. And towards the end of the 2021 uh, season, so obviously before the FedEx Cup playoffs, he had been playing really good. We looked at him a lot. And uh, 140 to 1 this week. We, I always say this, you see something in these guys, especially when you're with them and you get to see them swing up close. So maybe for Neesmith, it's, uh, it's that spark. It's confidence. And a lot of the time, it can do wonders for them.
0: Yeah, and, you know, it's a, like I said, it's a friendly place to play. He's mm-hmm. a long hitter. He's, but but I'm, I'm really relying on him this week to hit it pin high with the irons. That's, what he, that's, that's the best part of his game. Diane, when I came on this tour, went on tour in 1986, Bob Hope was still hosting this event. And I want to tell you a story um, if I can about the first week that I played uh, or the first, one of the first years I played on tour, I was one of the host clubs was Indian Wells golf club, beautiful little short course right up in the mountain, most beautiful venue ever. And I, I came in after a practice round, it was a Wednesday night and I said to the locker room attendant, I said, where does Arnold Palmer and all these legends go to have a drink after the golf? And the, the, uh, locker room attendant said out this gate to the left one mile on the right is a place called the nest go there they'll all be there so i got in my car diane drove down to this place called the nest walked into this bar and i walked in on the left side of this bar and i looked through a sort of a hole in the window a hole in the back of the bar where i could see through to where the dining room was and there was a a piano grand piano like a piano bar and behind the piano there was arnold palmer bob hope uh Clint Eastwood, they were all back there with all the Bob Hope girls. And I told I told the bartender, I said, you keep bringing me beers right here. I am not leaving until <laughs> I just watched this scene. These guys were over there having the biggest time, singing songs. It was just awesome. I, I, I remember saying to myself, I've made it. I am on the tour, Aww. looking through that window and seeing Arnold Farmer and all these guys, you know in Palm Springs, singing songs, smoking cigars and drinking martinis. was the greatest scene. I'll never forget it. It It's so vivid in my mind.
1: There are are a few tournaments where the old back-in-the-day sponsor, people will still refer to the tournament as that name. This one, more so than any other, the Bob Hope Classic. It's all anyone calls this tournament. And you'll see it on social media and on Twitter over the course of the week. People still refer to it as the Bob Hope Classic, and it's always going to be that.
0: And, you know, Diane, always the prettiest girls that were there, Bob Hope, classic girls. One was Bob, Hope was another one, classic. The, those, here's a trivia question. Which classic girl did John Daly marry? One of his, I think it was his second wife. That, that was would be a, a trivia question yeah, for you, for us to answer to say, on social today.
1: I know that um, I knew that someone had married one of them, uh, one of the Bob Hope girls. But, of course, it was John Daly <laughs> <laughs> who else would it be
0: <laughs> exactly
1: okay right just to recap our picks then my outright favorite for the week is Matthew Wolf. my one to watch is Michael Thompson and my dark horse pick is Russell Knox your favorite is John Ram one to watch Andrew Landry and your dark horse is Matthew Neesmith that's
0: correct and Out of uh, sheer nostalgia, Diane, I opened my my games on SG Tour under the Bob Hope, Elk's Big Bob Hope Classic Games this week.
1: (laughs) Sheer nostalgia. Nothing to go against
0: the American Express.
1: So if you haven't done so already, make sure you download the SG Tour Golf gaming app and play in our Bob Hope classic games. So you pick a four ball team and the whole field is split into four tiers based on the official World Golf rankings. So you pick someone from A, B, C and D. Similar to last week, there's some golden nuggets that you're going to find when you really troll through the field and lowest aggregate score wins. But You're doing tour payout structure right now, which means you can finish pretty far down and still get a little bit of money, or you can finish like me in second place and take home a big wad of cash. I love it. (laughs) Right, Elk, thanks so much. Um, As I said, we are starting the West Coast Swing, and uh, next week it's actually the Farmer's Insurance Open. I feel like things are a little bit jumbled around this year, but... With the farmers next week, it starts on the Wednesday and ends on the Saturday, so we'll be doing everything a little bit earlier. But anyway, we're looking forward to seeing who is going to reign supreme in the desert this week.
0: We certainly will, and of course, this week is, a, as I said, it's a very. We put the data, all the data that we look at, we put that in the app. You'll be able to find it under media in our app. So you'll be able to look for these little nuggets of good putters that are down the list this week. That's the that's the key, as you know, is to pick you know, good B, C, and D players that will make the cut for you and not get penalized for a miscut. So it's all fun and games, Diane. It's going to give a lot of people confidence with you winning hundreds of dollars on our app every week, um, knowing that uh, you're you're almost picking the winner every week here.
1: Well, long may that continue.
0: Probably will. Sports Social Podcast Network.